Happy Monday, friends. Today's episode brings my good friend Darcy Thompson, and we share a little bit more into our past as athletes and what really helped us break that cycle of the all or nothing mentality and how focusing on the positive and giving yourself grace is a key component in your health and wellness journey. Darcy also shares a little bit more on how not everything is cookie cutter in the fitness world and how you need to figure out what works best for you and be okay with knowing that what works for someone doesn't always work for you. Listen, enjoy, and have a great day. Anyways, how are you? I'm good. How are you? <laughs> well, thank you for joining me. Of course. I'm I mean, I hope I have something interesting to say. I don't know if I do. If I if I don't have anything interesting to say, you can just edit the whole thing. And, and for the listeners out there, tell us a little bit more about who you are um, and your okay. background. My name's Darcy. I am a regular person. <laughs> um, I haven't gotten so, that one yet, so thank you for that. My defining feature is that I'm just okay. a regular old person, um, and uh, I first met you because we were training together at a strength mm-hmm. training gym, um, so that's how we know each other, um, is kind of through our athletic endeavors. Um, at that time, I was an amateur athlete I guess you would say Um, but you know professionally I work in social services I do research and evaluation Um, right now I work for the government but I've worked for a variety of um, nonprofits and universities and things like that so um, my career background is really in human services and my educational background is um, in social work and human services yeah and so what kind of I guess I kind of know, but I don't really know. Uh, what really got you into like the Muay Thai fighting and um, all of that? <laughs> yeah, so I Can am you talk also... about it? Yeah, absolutely. So I am. Because also... you're a badass. <laughs> I, I, maybe I used to be. I don't know. Um, I think you're still a badass, Darcy. Thank you. <laughs> um. So it's an interesting story. So I am a retired Muay Thai fighter. I did um, amateur fighting for several years. Um, I never expected to do any competing or even thought about Muay Thai ever <laughs> in my yeah. life. Um, so how it started was that um, probably in my early 30s, um, I was trying to kind of focus more on my health I think like many of us in my 20s, um, you know, early 20s and through my 20s, I was really, really focused on my education and my career, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, for necessary reasons. That's kind of the time in life that you have to focus on those things. But um, as I came into my early 30s, I really realized that I had kind of neglected my health. um, Mm -hmm. And I... I also recognized that I sort of had gotten to the point that I had really an all or nothing mentality about physical activity too, Mm -hmm. which again, I think is pretty common for people who grow up in athletics. Um, Yeah. As a kid. Because you did gymnastics, right? Yeah, that was my first So I was a gymnast um, just through high school, just, you know, regular, you know, junior high, high school athlete. Yeah. I wasn't particularly good at it or anything, but um, yeah, you know, that was my sport, and it is an intense sport. Mm-hmm. Um, but then 
then, you know, as I went to college, I was ready to focus on other things, focus on education, career, and other hobbies um, at the time, and then kind of rolled into working on my career in my 20s. And then as I came into my early 30s, I realized that like, okay, this all or nothing mentality isn't helping me because it's mm -hmm. been nothing for a decade. Yeah. <laughs> it's been really heavy on the nothing. Yeah. Um, I really kind of, I recognize that, you know, I, in order to exercise, I didn't need to, you know, have this intense exercise three hours a day, six days a week kind of a thing, but that's what I grew up doing. And that's what I was mm -hmm. used to doing. Um, so I, I kind of in the back of my head had sometimes had this mentality that like, well, if, if it's not that intense, it's, is it even worth it? Is it even exercise? right? Um, which like, yes, it is exercise. Yeah. No matter what movement you do, it's movement and it's good. But for I mean, you. that's how I felt about yoga in the beginning. Cause yes. I'm like, you're just like moving and like stretching. Like, how is that? But then it's like, when you actually get into it, it's like, it's actually so much more beneficial than people realize. And it's just not only the movement part, but the, the, again, the mentality part of it is just huge. Exactly. So you know, I, I just decided that this nothing attitude wasn't helping me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that I was kind of approaching physical activity from a negative space in, in some ways where like, even the times that I did exercise, if I did go for like a little jog, mm -hmm. uh, you know, at that point, I, I couldn't run a 5k, I couldn't, that, you know, I couldn't even girl, I still can't run a 5k. <laughs> right? You know, like, I, I, yeah. you know, I couldn't do that. And so I would get kind of down on myself. Um, yeah. and think about what I was not doing in that workout mm -hmm. as opposed to celebrating what I did do. Yeah. Um, so the first flip and trust me, we'll get to more time. <laughs> yeah. No, you're good. It's a long route, good. But we'll get there. So the first mental flip was that I just decided that like, I, I was not no longer going to focus on what I was not doing in terms of physical mm -hmm. activity or any health positive activity. Um, yeah that I would only focus on celebrating what I did do. So if what I did do was a one mile walk, great. That's better yeah. than nothing. If what I did do was a two mile walk, great, better than nothing, mm -hmm. right? If what I did do was cook something healthy that day and relax, great, celebrate yeah. that, right? Instead of thinking about um, this intense level of activity that just didn't really fit my life anymore anyway. Yeah. Um, and so in that, I started doing some walking, some jogging, just really um, taking a more positive attitude toward um, physical activity in general, and had some coworkers and friends where we were trying to support each other in those mm -hmm. endeavors and trying to support each other with our physical activity goals. We had a little group at work where, you know, it was just really positive, yeah. kind of like trying to be supportive of each other in whatever way made sense. And so one of my coworkers who, you know, we were kind of encouraging each other. She one day asked me if I would ever be interested in trying a kickboxing class yeah. with her. And I said, sure, why not? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've never done that before. Why not? Um, yeah. And so we went to a class together um, and I was so nervous. I, I, I guess at that point I had gone to some gyms. I had done a little bit of weightlifting with a friend we like got a program out of a book so I, mm -hmm. I had been back to a gym at that point but I'd never stepped foot in a martial arts gym yeah never martial arts never even really watched 
martial arts like yeah. I'm, I wasn't even a casual fan yeah <laughs> at that point I didn't yeah. watch boxing I literally okay. did not know the difference between a jab and a cross I knew nothing yeah um, and just was going as an acti- physical activity to try to get some exercise um mm-hmm. and so we went to a class together and I just had a blast it was super fun um it was stuff that I had never done before um and I found it just really relaxing and fun. Everybody was super friendly too. Mm-hmm. The instructor was super friendly, which was helpful. The environment was very positive, which was helpful. Um, and, uh, you know, at, at first it was just like for fun and for exercise. And right. um, I was even like too scared to take classes from the main instructor of the gym at yeah. first um so that it took me a while but it it really kind of just snowballed from being something fun to do and just sort of naturally progressed over time and all of a sudden I'm competing yeah <laughs> so but it really also, came from a space of like trying to find something fun right. activity to do and you almost kind of have to find something that works for you um because I feel like that yeah. is especially for us, like in the era that we grew up in, it was very much like a cookie cutter society and what we had to do, you know, what, what would work for everyone versus like each individual. And so I think that that's like one of the like key important pieces is that you just need to find what works for your own self, because if you're moving, that's all that matters. 100%. If you're loving life, that's the best. I mean, I think that's the hardest part is shifting that mentality. So like kind of going back to how you started focusing on the positive, like what, what was it that really kind of like flipped the switch for you? Like what made you start thinking more of the positive than the negative? I I think I, I don't remember exactly how I got there, but it was sort of this, it was just a realization for me that like, mm-hmm. I was taking an approach of all or nothing, but real heavy on the nothing. Yeah. Um, And that, that, that uh, I was sort of sabotaging myself by um, really getting down on myself for Mm -hmm. like not doing more or not being more or not being an athlete anymore. Or or it's it's just like, but I I don't need to be an athlete. I'm in my thirties and I need to take care of my health. Yeah. Um, I was working a lot at that time too, and needed something to um, even like get me to stop working at a certain Mm -hmm. time of day. So that's another thing that worked really well with me with kickboxing classes too. It's just like, well, classes at 630, I need to leave work by six period. Right. Yeah. Um, and so that that's was- good to have that yeah. discipline because I feel like sometimes we get in the habit of just easily making an excuse being like, oh, I'm still stuck at work. Like I can't, I, w- I got to finish this first instead of like going to work out because that in it of itself is going to help me be a better person in the long run. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and and that's not to say that that's not real life sometimes. Right, right. I, again, with the all or, I just don't subscribe to the all or nothing mentality yeah. at all. I think there's a lot of people who subscribe to the no excuses mentality, especially yeah. in the athlete sphere yes. and in the wellness sphere. I really don't. I, I yeah. don't believe in, in the no excuses mentality yeah. because it, it, there's, uh, I don't like the word excuses even. I think yeah. it's 
like life happens and there are reasons that yeah. we make choices for what's best for us. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I do think just really, but that for me, the idea of focusing on the positive helped flip mm-hmm. that for me too, because, okay, if I just walk, if all I have energy for today is to walk for 20 minutes, yeah, great, just do it. Great. Don't worry about right. it. Don't worry about what you're not doing. Don't worry that you're not yeah. also lifting weights. You're not also doing that. What I had the energy and space for was to do something healthy for 20 minutes. And that's what I did. And that's great. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's also, so kind of to counteract that too, it's like the no excuses part. Like I, I kind of get, I get that in the sense of there are people out there that won't think like, even if I go for a 10 minute walk, or even if I just do 10 squats, like air squats, like body weight squats, like it's better than nothing. So I think that's also the flip side of it is like mentally, there's just so much different factors that go into it. And I feel like that's like the hardest part because it's like going back to the being the athlete all or nothing. I was the same way. And it's like, well, what the fuck is 10 squats going to do for me? But again, going back into, so then I would make the excuse myself, like, it's not going to do anything for me, but that's then, what I was doing. And so then I would yeah. not do it at all. Right. Exactly. That wasn't helping me. That wasn't right. helping me. That so it's attitude hinder you. Just, like self-punishment and yes. like, degradation was not helping yep. me. And right. So I just like decided that I was like, that is not helpful. Yeah. That's why it's <laughs> like, again, I started doing the same thing. It's like, okay even if I'm like out taking scout on, on a walk. Great. Walks are so good okay. for you. Walks I mean, my dog's great. the laziest dog ever. He'll sit Walks for hours and watch great. those damn squirrels on your deck. But and that's what I did too. It's like, I walked my dog. Yeah. So and it's like, like, that's it, great. That's it's but I so think that's like the hardest part is getting that shift because yes, I, for, feel I think like, especially for former athletes. Yes. Because again, especially for me, cause like I, like you like would be, at practice for hours on end, um, you know, year round sports. Like I was, and if I wasn't at sports, I was doing schoolwork or like working a job. So, and I don't know if it's just like our, our generation, because I feel like even like the kids now it's, there's such a different like mindset on that stuff. Um, cause I remember like, even in high school, like, even though I knew I wasn't good enough to play like a D one school, I still worked same my ethic was still like you're gonna be playing sports at a d1 school so I think that's like such a it's kind of a crazy like mind fuck for us because then it almost like it almost ruined us in a sense because you know like we just the mentality was so different like I I remember I don't remember who I was talking to but it's like when we were kids it was like you had to be skinny you had to be you know like this little petite thing but you know me I've always had an ass like there's I've always had curves and so I never wanted to not be a skinny person so it's just like now that people are are, there's women out there that are just so beautiful and strong and it's just it's awesome to see because I feel so much better and I can have more confidence and not have to worry about that all or nothing mentality because right. I'm doing and, what's and best actually for me. focusing on your health. Yeah. Right. Cause I grew up in the nineties and yeah. the, the, the message was very clear that the purpose of exercise was to be thin. 
yes be skinny and I think there's still a lot of that like I'm not gonna diminish yeah. still a lot of that but um you know I I'm so happy to see more um number one body diversity um mm-hmm. in the fitness space more kind of recognition that they're everybody has different reasons for the way that they exercise the way that they do why they're doing certain activities and um you know it's it's and I would love to see even more emphasis on like actual (laughs) health and um right as opposed to just sort of idealizing aesthetics or body types or yeah or just more transparency especially I think in the social media sphere more transparency around yeah. um, you know the reason that I do these things is because these are my goals and you can do what works for you and your goals yeah because um, I think there's a lot of I, you know I think that we saw a lot of you know exercise for thinness and mm-hmm. like but wait a minute like I it reminds That's me of like the Jane Fonda videos. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah like Cindy Crawford, Jane yeah. Fonda, all of those. But that's like, what it was. I mean, skinny, that tall, was white lady. Up, yeah. You and know, I think like, that's what was the hardest part for us because also not only being because we're athletes, not models, <laughs> right? Like, well, and like, there's no way in hell I'm ever going to get to five ten. What do I'm we're both short. Feet. Like, yeah, like we're it's fine, but again kind of going back to when we grew up it was like that's what was idealized and that's what that would like I I think it's also like from my family's perspective like being skinny was beautiful like but which is ironic because in the Philippines if you're heavier that meant like you had like more wealth because you could afford food so it was just like Mm -hmm. the irony in my family telling me that I need to be skinny but then also in the Philippines it's like I could be curvy (laughs) like it's just so it's just such a battle I mean I think there's just so many different societal norms or societal standards that people like think we have to do as one as women and two as just like people in general so it's just like how do we break those standards well and and I think it does require I think especially for women a lot of reflection too Mm -hmm. because because we do see so many messages fed to us that are really not healthy for us right um first of all like thinness does not equate to health right just because someone is thin does not mean they're healthy just because someone is fat does not mean they're unhealthy yeah Um, like we live in a society that is fat phobic period yeah right like thinness is not goodness yeah Um, so like really thinking I, I think it does require us to really think about our health and when we do that how great for us mm-hmm. <laughs> when we're able to really reflect on like, wait a minute, what are my goals? And are my, am I doing this for, uh, is this activity something that is healthy to me physically, mentally, spiritually, um, yeah. or not? Yeah. Right. And, um, and I also like to think about like who, when I'm receiving these sort of like negative messages about mm-hmm. my body or myself, Right. I like to think about like who does this benefit for me to have this negative attitude about myself. Right. And it's not me. Right? It's yeah. not me. It doesn't benefit me at all to have like negative feelings about myself. Yeah. One one thing that I um as I got more into athletics into like my mid 30s and late 30s to um 
So I started competing in Muay Thai. Uh, mm-hmm. And part of that sport is, you know, it is a weight-based sport where we have, there are weight categories. Right. Um, that you compete in. Um, and typically you want to be pretty lean. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's helpful to be lean. But in mm-hmm. general, you're, because you compete against people your own size, you know, so yeah. there's, you have to think about weight. And I had to think about weight and leanness in a way that I never had mm-hmm. before. Um, and as a result of training and all that kind of stuff, I ended up pretty lean. Um, I mean, I am pretty lean in my everyday yeah. life too, but you know, lean. But I mean, even when you had to cut for like mm-hmm. your competitions, like you were like leaning out a lot. I- I was really, really, yeah, like really, really lean. Re- and I had never purposefully lost weight or fat ever in my yeah. life before. Um, and thankfully, I I had professionals who helped me. I worked with, mm-hmm. um, you know, nutritionists and things like that, um, which I recommend if you are ever going to do a weight-based or lean leanness-based sport yeah. or activity, like work with a professional. Yeah. Um, but, you know, as I did that, I really started to reflect on my feelings and thoughts that came up around like my own body image Mm -hmm. because I was you know very lean visible six-pack type yeah and that's possible because of my genetics and all kinds of issues I'm not saying that anybody should have that or that I should or any, you know, I don't want to yeah. get that message across. But, that's but you, I happened. feel like <clears throat> even with the type of exercise that you were doing, it's natural to have more of that type of body because you're doing so much cardio, like. Yeah, it's so like, much cardio. It's yeah, it's, like it's, just, and it just, and it just happened. And for some people, right. but anyway, that's yeah. just an example of like the level of lean that I was. But what I noticed, and this was like mind blowing to me. Mm-hmm. What I noticed is that, so objectively, I was competing. I was in great shape. I had great cardio. I was strong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was eating well um, and very lean. So objectively, very lean. Yeah. I still had negative thoughts about my body. Mm-hmm. I still had internal messages saying I'm too fat. I still had negative messages about like, but look at that cellulite. Yeah. And so when that happened, this was a light bulb moment for me where I said, oh, so it's never actually been about my body. It's yeah. not actually about like objectively what my body looks like. Mm-hmm. I was looking at a six pack and saying, oh, but I still have this, like, I still have big mm-hmm. legs. <laughs> big but Ah, so in a way that's very freeing. Yeah. Realize that those negative thoughts were not actually about my body. They were just things, mm-hmm. thoughts, messages that I have absorbed over time. It's not actually about my physical body. Yeah. Right. So in some ways it's going, Oh, this has nothing to do with my actual size because I have been tiny. I have been bigger. I have been leaner, yeah. I've been less lean. And I have always had this narrative. So that tells me that it's not actually about what I look like. Yeah. It's something else. And that's a, that's such a great point because I feel like that is something that until you really kind of dig deep um, and reflect, as you had mentioned, 
It's such a game changer because I mean, don't get me wrong. I still have my moments where I'm like, God, I wish like I didn't have, you know, like it's just natural for your body to just think that way. But honestly, like the more as I, and I think it's also as we get older, like the older I get, the more I realize right now I am at the heaviest I've ever been in my entire life. Well, okay. That's a lie. Last year I was heavier, but (laughs) that's besides the point. But like, technically this is like the heaviest moment of my life but at the same time I feel like I am also the most fit like Mm -hmm. I am the strongest I um that I've ever been I'm I'm the strongest mentally that I've ever been so I think it's like though going back to the societal standards it's like that that shouldn't be the standard but the standard should be like how happy are you exactly how do you feel how do you yeah, feel how do you feel about yourself, for yourself. Because, yes because for that yourself. is going to be the most important because at the end of the day it doesn't matter who the fuck is going to be around you it matters what you think of you right. like I think that is one of the biggest things that I took away from like years of therapy and just really kind of focusing on myself and almost being selfish in a sense because it's okay to just to know what your body needs because I think that's right. also the other thing. It's like, I remember, this is like one of my favorite memories of you at Horsepower was when it was like a 5 a.m. workout and you're like, I literally just ate a piece of fucking cake before here because I needed something in my stomach. But at the same time, it's true. Like you at least got something in your stomach to help with your energy for that exactly. workout. It wasn't like you got up and made your little egg white omelet with, not that that's wrong by any means, but like, Sometimes you just have to do what's accessible for you. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. And and I do think, again, especially as, you know, women or people who are like socialized as as women, um, Mm -hmm. like, again, I, I think back to this kind of taking a more neutral or objective viewpoint, again, where I was just like, I have literally always my entire life. Mm-hmm. been a lean white woman yeah like, objectively speaking like a pretty close to you know western beauty standards or something right. I'm still having negative thoughts about myself who is that yeah. serving not me and then when I think about all of the people who are even further from the box that I am women of color and people mm-hmm. who are larger and people you know it's it's just like this is stupid this yeah. is it's all stupid it's <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, because I mean, I again, like none, literally none of us fit the standard and if none of us fit the standard, no one is that ideal shape or ideal size. Like there's nothing. It's too narrow. It's too narrow. It's yeah. So again, it's like, I am so close, but it's still far away. Yeah. So to me, that's not about us. Right. It's not about us as we actually are. Yeah. At all. and I think that was also the hard part for me because I I always had a booty. Like, okay, so. Same, but that up, wasn't cool in the 90s. Right. So growing up, like I was itty bitty. Like I didn't break a hundred pounds until like my junior year of high school, but I still had a huge ass. And it was like, I was always self-conscious of it because that wasn't what was ideal. And it's just right, so sad that like, that's what got in our heads at that time. It's like, I got, I was so hyper-focused on, what my body needed to look like but at the end of the day I didn't care about how I was actually truly feeling and I think and the reality was that that was always going to be impossible for us right and from for like 99% of people 
yeah that was always going to be impossible so again it's back to the question of like who does this serve yeah for people to be feeling self-conscious about themselves and and I often think it's like well it's people trying to sell us stuff oh yeah that we don't don't need (laughs) yeah I mean shit target gets me every time but it's fine (laughs) right and I think that still happens I'm happy to see more more body diversity in the health space I think we need even more of it right Mm -hmm. like we definitely need even more of it um but I'm I'm happy to see more and I hope it continues and I I hope that Mm -hmm. like all of us can support um you know as we're thinking about the social media that we consume that we're that we are actively supporting body diversity that we're actively supporting and like working against like fat phobia and Mm -hmm. like really thinking about who we're following who we're supporting and um, what kind of messaging is healthy for us and not healthy for us yeah um so you know like take a look at your feed and like are you only following thin fitness influencers and yeah. are genetically thin like and that's okay yeah. if they are right but just like, I see and that's again, what I love because like, like it's like, like all like thoughtful. big booty women like, right, right. like strong but like also let's be real we do love our food so it's a lot of food on my feet yeah oh for sure and again like you same know, stuff like, with that right like if you're yeah. kind of in the nutrition space at all too like yeah I try to be really thoughtful about the nutrition social media mm-hmm. that I that I expose myself to because um again like I like to see diversity in the nutrition space too for a long time like the nutrition experts or or people who have been deemed experts who really have expertise in like a western American diet Mm -hmm. standpoint and um you know like we know that that's not really how most of the world eats right right? like there's nothing right you know like white people vilify white dietitians vilified rice for so long <laughs> yeah rice Which is a whole reality, grain, it's actually, right yeah. for you and you know so I, I again mean, just yeah like, try to be really thoughtful about following um you know first of all people who are actually credentialed and and have like mm-hmm. real expertise in these things not just folks who say you know this is what works for me like people who have yeah. actual credentials and then like people of color and people who have like diverse um viewpoints about like mm-hmm what is what is health mean and what does what is healthy food look like right and I think for for me I always had an issue with the food in the sense that I have a big family and like family gatherings always surrounded food yeah so in Filipino and they food should was, and they yeah, should yeah and it's and not that it's not bad but it was like Filipino food was is terrible for you like like there's a reason why so many of us have high blood pressure, high cholesterol, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you know, it's just finding that balance. And mm-hmm. I think that was the best part for me was to know it's okay to have that piece of cake in the morning before a workout, but at the same time, like knowing I need to have some protein, like I just try to focus, the more I focused on just having a protein, like a veggie, mm-hmm. and then maybe some sort of like grain or um, starch with my meal. I'm good. Like I don't. Yeah, it's, the more it's, I, it's back to this idea of like focusing on the positives that we talked about right. with size too. Where, mm-hmm. you know, I I think again, if you're in the health and wellness space, you will encounter things like no excuses. Why'd you eat that cake? You know, like that kind yeah. of attitude and that kind of stuff. And like that doesn't work for me. Like 
Right. And if it might, it might work for someone else, which is fine. Like do you, for me, it's not a mentally healthy space to be. Right. um, But when you're focusing on the positives of like, okay, but look, I got my protein in, I ate some vegetables, I ate some fruits. Great. Super. Right. Good. Right. Well, that's (laughs) the thing. I mean, I think, cause again, for my, so I have friends that, you know, like they are very strict on certain things because they were once obese. And so now this is what works for them. And that's fine for me. If I'm very restrictive, then I end up going the complete opposite binging. And then I feel terrible about myself. So that's why I have to have some sort of like cheat meal or, you know, like a little bits here and there. I don't even believe in cheat. Like, like, but you know what I mean? Like, I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like a little, like, like not like, right. Like I will, like, I just like, I put fucking like heavy whipping or I put whipping cream in my coffee today. Why not? Because it's I ran delicious. out of creamer. I actually did delicious. that with ice cream too. You know Fantastic. what? Shit happens, you know? But again, it's not allowing myself to get be so hard on the fact that and to I get did into that. the all or nothing thinking about yes. nutrition. Because yes. the reality is there's a lot of ways to live a healthy life. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of ways to have healthy physical activity. There are a lot of ways to have healthy nutrition there are a lot of ways to be healthy spiritually yes um and so you know i i do think in the wellness space sometimes um you know we get a little judgmental or a little sort of like this is the one this is the way the reality is there is no the way about every individual person is is an individual for a reason we're all genetically made up differently for a reason like we all have our own shit that we go through and i think that's where I, i feel like I've been able to finally break that cycle. And yeah, I think you are listening to your body in a way that you probably didn't before. Right. Oh yeah. Like, I mean, had I been in my twenties, like doing what I do now, I'd have been like, there's no way I'm fucking lifting, deadlifting 300 pounds or, you know what I mean? Like they're just amazing. Right. But like, but at the time I was like, oh no, I'm just going to run every day because like, that's how I'm going to be thin. And it's like, but at the same time, like to contradict what I was doing, I was drinking heavily, you know, it's like, so it's like, what what am I actually doing? And I was just, it was almost like making it more mentally terrible for me and spiritually terrible for me, which I think that going back to that point, that is so huge that we do really dive deep into what is going to make us feel good about ourselves and us own who we are. And then it's okay to yeah. like um, change your goals and approaches over time too. Like right yeah. now, for example, you have strength goals because you're training for something in particular. Right. Uh, and afterwards, so make, right. So you might make different decisions meet, about your nutrition, yeah. your training, etc. You yeah. know, same thing for me when I was a competitive athlete, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was making nutrition decisions and physical activity decisions because I had a specific goal in mind. Right. Um, and it's okay to change your goals over time. Yes. Like now my physical activity goals are very different than what they used to be. Mm -hmm. Nutrition goals are very different than what they used to be. And that's okay. But you know, like you get this one life, this one body, and it's okay to, to like have fun and uh, change your goals over time, change, you know, and life changes over time too. Like life will come at you differently. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's okay. And, and I think yes. when you get out of that, when you get out of that all or nothing thinking, you, you have more flexibility and more space to adjust to 
things that are outside of your control mm-hmm. as well. Um, you know, so that when life happens and you miss training or you're eating ice cream and cake for a week straight because something yeah. happened, um, or, or whatever, you know, yeah. um, using coping skills or what, you know, like you are more able to sort of bounce back into a normal mm-hmm. routine because you are not getting down on yourself for the decisions right. that you made when you needed to make them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think also like for me, the moment I stopped really focusing on, sorry, <laughs> but the moment you like really focus on just like doing what's best for you in the moment. Um, and the, the more I stopped stressing on everything, honestly, like I ended up naturally losing that weight because my cortisol levels weren't skyrocketing. It was like actually lowering because I wasn't so focused on what I needed to do to be thin or be a certain size. So, or like having to eat a certain amount of food each day. So that's when I noticed really the change in like just even my body shape, like, because I just stopped stressing about it. And granted, I do stress from time to time, especially right now, because it's like, you know, I'm like a few weeks out and I, I have to be a certain weight to be within that class. Sure. But, but again, because it's that, a weight category, you have a specific right. goal that you're working right. toward. It's a temporary. Yeah. But other than that, like, I'm fine. Like I, it, it is what it is. I'm just going to keep doing my workouts and seeing where life takes me. <laughs> You know, that's, that is very interesting to think about the role of stress in mm-hmm. all of, all of it too, because that's a huge part of health that I, I think, again, mm-hmm. we neglect when, when we focus on um, aesthetics and again, with all or nothing yeah. thinking is that we forget that stress lives in our body. Yeah. We forget that. Um, so I think stress is a big thing that in the wellness space is sometimes neglected mm-hmm. or, or more in the fitness space less I think it's yeah. more in the wellness space but like in in athletic fitness space I think that's um sort of neglected a little bit and sleep yeah, yeah. I think is another area that we are um we don't think about enough just as people with our own mm-hmm. wellness I remember I used to um in my professional life I worked with a mental health um, crisis alliance and mm-hmm. uh, and the main sort of person that I worked with was a um, psychiatrist. And I remember one day we were all, we had, you know, a big meeting of all a bunch of people who have some sort of role in the mental health system of care. And um, as we're leaving the meeting, um, you know, just people making small talk and mm-hmm. people talking about being tired or stressed or you know and um the psychiatrist said something that has stuck with me he said you know we are all much too cavalier about our sleep Mm -hmm. you all joke but we know from research that sleep is one of the biggest drivers or lack of sleep is one of the biggest drivers of Mm -hmm. negative health outcomes um and so you know sleep is just kind of another area where it's like when you get into that all or nothing, no excuses, grind yeah. mentality. Yeah. It's like, wait a minute, you need to sleep. <laughs> well, and sometimes like, that's why, like, sometimes like on the weekends, I'm like, nope, you know what? My body needs some extra rest. I'm just going <laughs> to chill. And it, it, that's true. It's so important. That's like sleep is so neglected. Um, And that's 
I think that's something that needs to become in the forefront of everything included with like the mental health and stuff like that, because how can you access your coping skills if you're exhausted? Well, and it's just like, it's almost just like, okay, for like a basic example, your phone. Okay. You, your phone is like what you use daily, right? Well, if your phone's dead, how are you going to use, like, you can't use it. You can't access it. So that's the same thing with like your brain and your body. Like if you're not charging it every night, then it's, it's not going to work. You're not going to run the same way. You're not going to be as functional in the same way that you need it to be. And I think that's been like the huge thing for me was I would run. I mean, I granted, I have like some, like a little bit of insomnia just in general, like because of like my fibromyalgia and stuff like that. But like, I do try my best to at least have some sort of like normal, like nighttime routine where I'm in bed by a certain time. So then that way, like my body at least is relaxing and bringing those cortisol levels down. Not saying that I'm an expert in sleep or anything like that, but it's just, if you like look, read all the different like research articles on it, it's, it is crazy how much of a factor that is on our health, both mentally, physically, spiritually, like And I think also going back to us growing up in like the nineties, it's our families were very much like, go, 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 go. Um, There wasn't time for any rest. It was literally like, we go to school, we go to sports, we go home and eat, and then we got to do our homework. So it was just this repetitiveness of not actually fulfilling what our body needed in the aspect of sleep. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, um, I think one of the one of the things I like to think about a lot too is that like I have the I I have the privilege to be able to pretty much you know go to bed whenever I want. Right. Oh yeah. I mean. <laughs> and so I should go ahead yeah. and use it. You know, I don't I don't have kids. I don't have. Um, yeah. You know, my responsibilities are 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 you know on the day to day at least mostly to myself. My schedule is as I set it, and um. So, you know, people make fun of me still because I like to have an early bedtime, but I just feel but, better. Yeah. Like, the older I get, the less I care about whatever other people think about well, my routines. And, and like the less I like people. So I just, <laughs> so I just like to like be in my own little space. By uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was something on a, on a weeknight the other week where, you know, someone had invited me to go do something. Mm-hmm. And um, it started at like eight thirty on a Wednesday, and I was like, that's "On a late. school night? It's yeah, that's late." I'm like, "No, my bedtime is nine thirty. What are you talking about?" Yeah, that's late. Like, to, on a... <laughs> yeah. And when I was younger, I maybe would have cared more, but now I'm yeah. like, "No." I know, and it's like in our twenties. Like, I just remember even being like we would start pre-gaming at like 10 p.m. You know, it's so, so it's so funny how each stage in our life is so different, but it was not healthy for our body. <laughs> like, not at all. What was young, bodies, young bodies can handle oh. stress a little differently. But, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. man, just to, just I can't even, like, I'm just going back in like college years of like getting like a few hours of sleep, waking up for like an 8 a.m. class and still just rallying the next night, that same night to like go out and party. It's like, how? Now I'm like, if I'm like out past like a certain time, I'm like, I don't want to be here. I'm tired. Yeah. I I mean, I can have fun with the, with the next person. What I've discovered is that I need to start 
that if if I start if I leave my house before eight p.m., I can right. Keep rolling oh yeah, while. yeah. But like if it's but, like later, like I'm and every once in a while not, it's great, you know. Yeah. But also, I'm I'm not having yeah excessive amounts of alcohol anymore or anything. Yeah, <laughs> like I mean that's the other thing too. Like I don't really. I'll drink, don't get me wrong, but it's just like, I still don't, I don't drink as much as I nearly did, well, one, a year ago because of everything, but two, just in general, like in my party years of college, because like, I just, one, it's expensive, like, like, I'd rather spend that on like tacos or something. (laughs) Yeah, same. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I do think like in general, both of us have moved more towards moderation in all areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's a healthier approach, but um, trickier than one would think. Yes. Um, moderation in life is, you know, but it, it looks like it's easy. I think from mm-hmm. the outside, it looks like it should be easier and eventually it is. Yeah. Right. But like getting there is hard. Um, I think in particular for certain personality types, mm-hmm. like perfectionists or people who have you know, addictive personalities or yep. maybe people who kind of get hyper-focused on um, certain goals or activities, like get, yeah. getting moderation is um, hard. And so, you know, I, I do think for myself and for others, like if you're struggling with moderation again, like don't be hard on yourself because it mm-hmm. actually is hard. You know, the, the word moderation sounds easy, but in practice, um, like keeping a balanced approach yeah. to life. Um, does actually require some effort it's it's well I mean look at us we it took us to get into our late 30s 40s like to really realize what we are doing to our bodies I mean and what we needed for our bodies Mm -hmm. so it's not like it's going to happen overnight it's going to it's going to take time and it's going to take some frustration but also some breakthroughs and like and you know there's there's ups and downs and that's okay and you know like again your goals can change over time you can sort of reflect and be like oh man I've been a little too I've been a little Mm -hmm. too wired in this part of my life it's time to rein it or you know actually I'd really like to go for it yeah here for a while and you know I have this particular goal that I'm going to work towards great go for it and then you can chill out a little bit after you know that's moderation too. Yeah. Well, and I think that like, once I kind of started thinking, having that kind of mindset, like, honestly, like I've been having a great fucking year. Like, I mean, I went through one of my hardest fucking years, but then also now I'm in one of my great, greatest years because don't you just feel more free. Oh yeah. Well, and I'm, but yeah, I mean, that was just so, it's just such a freeing thing for me. Cause it's like, now it's like, I can just focus purely on me. I can just be me. I can finally be happy with me. I can, I'm, I'm fine with who I am. I'm comfortable with who I am. There are going to be times where I'm not comfortable and that's fine. And but, the, the, but you use that as a moment to reflect on yes. that feeling. Yes. Right. Like what's going yeah. on here? You get curious. Well, and I think also, I mean, cause you also went through um, a similar situation where it was a long-term relationship and it's just like, have to jump back into the dating quote-unquote dating realm and shit like that it's just like oh my god but it it almost actually like now that I'm like more comfortable with everything it's just like I could care less like if it is it is what it is like if something happens to come my way fine if it doesn't fine like whatever I am happy just doing me I'm happy I'm I'm doing the best I can for me and that's great and I not once would have ever thought about that 
when I was single in my twenties or right. in my teens. It's confidence to know that um, no matter what you are capable of building a happy life for right. yourself. Exactly. No that, that's right? so because true. You have the, the internal tools and external supports mm-hmm. that you need to be able to do that. And, and, and the belief that you can and will, I think yeah. goes a long way too. Right. Yeah. Like, that's I am so capable true. of living a happy life. Mm-hmm. I know what I need to be able to do that. Um, what that looks like will likely change over time because life yeah. happens and we have stages in our life. So what happy looks like over time changes, Yeah. but you know, you are fully capable of, of building that for yourself yeah well and as I do. Course, right yeah I mean well now look at us like we're we're thriving in our own ways like we both have our careers and we are both like being able to like get out and like travel and do stuff with our friends like without not that it was ever like an issue when I was in a relationship but it was more so you almost have to check in with your partner to see like okay like what are we doing this time like can I like do I have time to make space for like my friends here or, you know, like there's just this juggling of the schedules, like for me at least. Yeah. And um, now just to be able to be like, I could do whatever because I don't have to like worry about anything. I mean, obviously the only thing I have to worry about is making sure my dog is fed and like taken right. care of, but I mean, Scout sleeps all day. So yeah, I think just now having that freedom in a sense is just, it's been so much better for me mentally because I was such in a mindset of like, okay, I got married now I need to have kids. And again, going back to the societal like standards or ideas, ideations of what, what we had to be as women, it's like, no, like, it's okay. Like, I don't have to have children. I love children. I've always wanted children, but if that doesn't happen, that's okay. Like, cause again, like no matter what you will build a happy life. Yes. Exactly. Right? There's there's so much that we can't control in life. There is mm-hmm. really um, freedom in letting go of what exactly it looks like, yeah. um, and really focusing on like how am I feeling? You know, am I happy? Cool. Is there an area of life that I'm not happy about? All right. Well, maybe I'll do something about that. Yeah. Right? And um, being able to kind of let go of what you thought it was supposed to look like. Um is really freeing it is it's no, and that's not to say that there might not be a mourning process of course right um, of course oh right? yeah I mean I'm still I mean t- there are times where I still come up and like I, well it's also because I got my period but I was texting my friend and I was like bro like I just fucking started crying watching Vanderpump Rules like <laughs> what the hell <laughs> and he was like what the fuck but it's like okay I one I do have my hormones raging right now but also it was because it was like a at the, in the episode it was like a proposal and like this grandiose like sure. like marriage all this stuff so again it, it triggered me and it, it it happens like it's gonna happen it's I it's gonna be a piece of me that I'm gonna take with me for the rest of my life and that it is what it is but being accepting of it mm-hmm. has helped so much more than just focusing on the negative energy right again it's like focusing on what you don't do what you don't have what you don't Mm -hmm. you know all of the the things that are not happening or that you're not doing I I think um it's not helpful right 
not helpful. I think it's worthy to, um, you know, when those feelings come up to visit them, right? Like mm -hmm. you can visit it, but you don't need to live there. Yeah. Like you don't need to live in that negative feeling. You can notice it and think of, you know, reflect on whether there's something you want or need to do about it or not, but you don't have to live in that. Yeah, that's. That's a great point. And that's a, that's kind of a great point to, I feel like I want to just like end there because like, <laughs> that was a great nugget to just like stick with Cause it is, it's, you can be you. And also, you know, you can be comfortable with being you like that's, yeah. I think that's the you best. You are allowed to be a whole person. Yes. 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 Oh, Darcy. I love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so I always like to end with like a fun little like lightning round. <laughs> Ooh, okay. 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 Ready? I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> okay. Donuts or cake? Oh, cake donuts. Oh, okay. See the baker <laughs> in you. The baker in you. <laughs> they really are my favorite though. Cake donuts. I Well, they're great. They're great. They're, it, we were talking about that. How like the old fashioned donut is like, fashion. everyone likes like, everything else but like just the true old-fashioned cake donut yep I get that uh favorite movie oh oh um probably the movie that I have seen the most okay and I I probably cry every time is um called the whale rider I've never seen that it's fantastic I highly recommend it okay um, it is I believe the producer is Taika Waititi okay um, who is he's great uh, yeah fantastic um but I re I highly recommend it the whale rider okay I'll have to look at that I'll have to watch that He'll um cry. if you oh, oh good okay so <laughs> probably not let's not do it on my period because <laughs> we'll just okay. uh favorite color oh hmm. <laughs> I you're very colorful you like very you like your colors and it changes probably um probably coral it's a great color on you though. Yeah. That's a good color. Uh favorite food. Oh, impossible. That's impossible. What about like favorite genre of food? Genre? Delicious. <laughs> I don't know. Favorite food. There's too many good ones. I know. Oh, this is like impossible. Um favorite. Let me let me try. Like a dish? Or category like what could be something that you could eat without oh. getting sick of ever that oh. you could literally eat every day probably rice yeah mine would probably be tacos because there's so many different ways of eating tacos oh tacos that yeah that's pretty broad too um, yeah because you, you got the breakfast tacos you got steak tacos you got chicken tacos <laughs> that's true yeah I don't know that's really hard okay okay um, if you could be any animal, what would it be? Oh, um, you know, probably just a regular old dog. Loyal, you're trustworthy. I like it. Probably just a regular old dog. I like yeah. dogs. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would want to be like if I get re ever get reincarnated because, well, I should say I want to be reincarnated into a dog that's in a loving home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you have any hidden talents? If so, what are they? Hidden talents. I don't hide my talents. That's true. You're you're just a talented person. Oh, I can't think of any 
hidden talents. There's things that people don't know. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of like where I was thinking, like, what oh. what are some things that people don't know you do? Oh, um, so I know how to play piano. Um, mm. I used to be, I also used to be a singer. So I didn't know that. That's classical. Okay. Trained, like, wait, opera what? Classical, yeah. Opera, classical, jazz. I have oh a, my gosh. That's I have crazy. Vocal, I have a degree in vocal performance. Do you what? Darcy, where have you been? Like, what? I just know like us and our food. <laughs> that's really cool. Yeah. I got a scholarship to college to sing. And so I sing. Wow. Good. That's awesome. Do you still <laughs> sing? No, not very much anymore. I mean, okay. just casually for right, but not like a okay. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Well, dang. Yeah, I really um, like music. I'm very like a big music person. I like to dance. Well, I, yeah, I do know that. That was actually one of my other favorite quotes from Darcy. Is um, it's a shame that you can't dance with an ass like yours. <laughs> true. It's true. It's, it is a shame. It is. Yeah, we're um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll get there. It's fine. What does a person need to be happy? I think it's different for everyone, but um, I think, you know, some meaningful relationships in their lives that can be family, that can be friends, that can be anyone. I do think you need at least one meaningful relationship where you can just be totally yourself um, with someone because I don't think we can do it alone. Like life mm -hmm. is too weird to do by yourself. Um, and um, aside from that, you know, some good food some sleep some sunshine and yeah. it's gonna you know it's gonna vary by person and yeah you know yeah no that's good first celebrity crush oh <laughs> okay revealing my age um first celebrity crush oh one big one one big one was tony danza oh on who's the boss and who's the boss yes yeah, Tony <laughs> that's a great one mm -hmm. oh that's a good one yeah I think mine was I liked Will Smith and Fresh Prince but I also oh, yeah Will Smith and but Fresh like Prince was the boss. um AC Slater like, yes yes Zach Morris like both of them mm -hmm. and like AC Slater was ripped for being in high school. Like, I don't remember anyone in high school being like that. He was probably like 27 or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, like, he was probably, yeah. But still, I was just like, dang. <laughs> That's why I think I was like, ooh, <laughs> he's cute. Mm -hmm. uh, toilet paper roll over or under? Over, period. <laughs> no, other, no other options. <laughs> what, what has been your most humbling experience? Oh, my goodness. There's been a lot. Um, are we going to get deep or are we going to go light? <laughs> you can you can do whatever one you want. I think um, like one was definitely a major breakup. Mm -hmm. I don't do a lot of reflecting about myself. Yes. Which I, I mean, I don't know that that's humbling is the exact word. But, but in a sense, it could be because it yeah, kinda... makes, you, makes you confront some things. Right. Like it almost like makes us you face what has been kind of like in the back of your yeah, mind. Some buried stuff, some buried stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, what has been a dream vacation spot for you? Like where is one place that you've always wanted to go? There's so many, there's I know. so many places. And you know, I did not grow up 
in a way that, you know, I took vacations or traveled or, or anything like that. First of all, it was the nineties, second of all, you know, eighties and nineties and we was broke. Um, yeah. So travel to me is like really, really. Yeah. Like if my parents weren't from the Philippines, we probably wouldn't have gotten there. <laughs> like we wouldn't no. have been able to. Well, yeah. exactly. No, you were visiting family, but yeah. Um, there's so many places. So let me, let me think of some top places that I think would be very, very cool. Um, I think, uh, I would really like to go to Turkey. Um, mm. I would really like to go to, um, Cambodia. Oh yeah. And like, and like the Southeast Asia area, like Cambodia, Vietnam, Thailand, yeah. um, would be really cool. And India. Oh, India my brother loves India. Would be amazing. I have, um, a lot of friends who are there or are mm. from there. Um, I'm giving you more than one place. Okay. <laughs> it's and an then, area. It's fine. Um, and then I thought a lot about like Nigeria mm. too. I've got a bunch of friends from Nigeria. Okay. It'd be really neat. But there's so many places. I think I know. I have a huge bucket all. list. I mean, there's even lists for within the United States of places yeah. that I've been. Same. I have like my list of places in the US. Brazil. Like each- I mean, yeah. there's like literally, you know, every continent. Yeah. There's cool places all over, all over yeah, the world. Yeah, for sure, I agree. Um, what is the song that best describes your life right now? Yeah. <laughs> hmm. I know. Describes my life. I don't. I don't know. Maybe I don't know songs very well. <laughs> Um, is there like a song that like when you listen to it just kind of gives you the good feels oh yeah there's so many there's so many that give me good feels um I can't I can't think of anything specific right now I'm gonna fail on this question that's okay that's okay we can always (laughs) circle back (laughs) um if you could have any superpower what would it be oh my goodness okay I just thought about this the other week and I don't know if I'm a bad person or not, but it's probably like mind control. <laughs> no, <laughs> like, I'll take it. Mind, like very, is that yeah. X or something? Professor? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'll take it. That's a good one. If you, if you, okay. Would you rather marry the first person you dated or work at your first very first job for the rest of your life well first job period because my first job was um coaching gymnastics well you did pit you did teach those big boys at horsepower to do the cartwheels so yeah I would choose to be a gymnastics coach I know I was like thinking I'm like (laughs) I think all my exes are already married so it's fine (laughs) yeah I'll do that too um what is one of your favorite memories of us Oh my goodness. There's so many, I know. There's so many good ones. I think we had so much fun, um, like training together, but mm-hmm. I also really enjoy the times that we cook together. Yeah. I think we always have a blast every single time we get together and cook or bake. Mm-hmm. Um, we get to learn from each other. We also have a very similar approach to cooking and baking yeah. too, where it's yeah. like, eh, let's just see, let's do let's this. See what happens. <laughs> let's see what happens. I think it'll be fine. And usually it is fine. So I, I think like we have so much fun. I really enjoyed last fall when we made our little um, ghost pies. Oh, yeah. Our 
blueberry pies. Yeah. Okay. For the um, listeners out there, not to brag, we are pretty fucking good at baking. Yeah. We're pretty and good. not by pretty good. Like we're fucking good at baking. Good we at really it. are. Let's be real. Like we could, we look at like literally look at a recipe and be like, yeah, we'll just substitute this for this. And then we'll just do this. And then it just turns out great. So mm-hmm. it's, it's always a good time when we bake. Yes. We made these little ghost shaped hand pies. Yes. With berries. That's why we call them boo berries. Oh my god! Um, I ate those for a week with ice cream. I ate them for breakfast. I ate, they were so delicious, so cute. There's cute little ghosties, and then we made yep. some scary ones too, where like the yeah. berries were yeah their mouths. Oh, that so was so much fun! I know we have to do that again this year because those are so delicious. I literally, I was like, I'm gonna share them with people, and I ended up eating them all by myself because I was like, hell no. I didn't share very much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I ate it for breakfast. I also ate it before workouts as like a pre-workout meal. Um, yeah. Um, a little after workout snack, you know. Oh, just, yeah, it was they're delicious. Um, okay. My favorite um question of them all is word of advice that you give to today's youth. Oh, today's youth. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't say that I um understand the context that they're growing up in because it's really really different yeah I mean more like a generalized I guess yeah 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 like I just want to say like I'm not going to presume that I understand yeah uh, everything about their lives because I don't right Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think there's that right like Mm -hmm. we we know that you're you are growing up in this like wild time yeah (laughs) right I think I I don't I don't know that I have good advice for anyone, much less for youth, but, um, or even like something that you'd want to share with a younger version of you. Yeah. I mean, I think to know that like you're doing your best and you're going to learn things along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, and as you learn, you're going to feel more and more comfortable with how you're moving through life. Um, and you know don't be don't be too hard on yourself yeah yeah you're doing your best and just keep doing that you're fine be good to yourself be good to others you know that is a huge one though just being good to good to others and the kindness in and of itself is just Mm -hmm. like I was such a brat when I was like looking back at like my middle school years like I was mean and it's like it's sad because it's like I went into a group of people that just weren't as kind and it's like why did I you know it's like going back and like why why was I like that like that's so mean of me to be that teenage girl like but you live and you learn unfortunately so right and and I think like that comes with being comfortable with yourself yeah you are in your values too like really try to live according to your values and you'll be all right Mm -hmm. But I think that's also another thing. It's like, I was projecting my own insecurities outwards. And that's why, like, that's another thing. Like when I like look back on everything, it's like, damn, like I was a bitch because I was just overcompensating for what I wasn't feeling good about on about yeah. myself. And I, so. and I think the other thing that I like to tell younger people, it's, um, so I'm 41 and for people who are in their teens or even twenties, they mm-hmm. often think that that must that's very old it's not it's not you know you can still have adventures and learn new things and do new things for many many years your life 
the end when you're 25 is you're just starting. Yeah. Um, or you are not too old to do anything or try anything. I'm going to be 36 and I'm doing another strong man. I mean, and that's, and that's not, oh, I, we live in a very youth centric yes. culture here in the United States. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, do you change over time? Yes. But also no, mm-hmm. like you, you are who you are at your core yep. and like 40s, not uh, like people, whenever they find out my age, they're always like younger people, and they find out my age, yeah. they're just like, "What? Oh yeah, <laughs> and you're still living this uh, this kind of a like? What do you think? What do you think four oh, year yeah. olds are? <laughs> yeah, like what do you think that like we're in bed by like four or we do I dinner mean, we're, at four yeah, and go to bed know, by like so. six? Like what is this? <laughs> so I think I would say you have time. Yeah, you have I time. agree. I think, um, and I feel like almost the older I get now um the more I'm living my life mm-hmm. um for me not for anyone else and I yeah. love it so yeah. and also like they're they're great like there's great things about this younger generation that I really admire too and mm-hmm. um you know I think we can all learn from each other across the whole life spectrum yeah no I agree um well thank you again for joining me today it was great to really I hope you get something interesting oh my gosh no like I loved it because I think it helps because we grew up in a some like the similar time frame where like societal norms are so different and um compared to like what we were viewed as um you know what was considered beautiful what was considered um fit and so I think because like a few of the other people that I've done these episodes with grew up they're in their 20s so it's a different decade very different it's so different different it's so hard to try to explain that the level of narrowness yep that we saw because we also like we didn't have social media we didn't have like we consumed like magazines and tv right the like three channels we have on tv well right and there's absolutely was like zero like it was chaos you yeah. know and yep no matter what I'm Naomi Campbell like, like exactly. yeah so well that's well, like, yeah and that's yeah that's why I think like and because like I you know I talked to you know like uh, Melissa was on it um Allie so it's like they also because they're a little bit younger than me but um it's still like in that same kind of realm of what was viewed as like fit or um you know beautiful for a woman and so I think it's just it's different to get the different like variations in the age groups because it, it it is so different with mindsets and even just what you learn from yourself in that in that era I mean oh yeah like now that I'm you know now that I'm getting closer to 40 it's just like I can reflect back on so much more and I've experienced so much more and I can adapt that now into yeah. like what I'm going to bring into my 40s yep so 30s are great yeah well, and so at that time, like, yeah, I mean, like I, it is like, the, like I said, I've never, I am at my most quote unquote fit that I've ever been mentally, physically, spiritually, because yeah. and I think it's going to continue. Yes. Because it's like, more. I'm more comfortable with who I am. And I think that is probably the biggest takeaway um, for any of the younger generations like that are listening. It's like, it, it does get better. It does. Like it's. Yes. You know, like I think at a time I was like, oh my God, like the older I get, it's going to get even worse. But it's like, now it's like, fuck, it's going to get so much better, so much better. Like, 
we get to go have we get to go do our brunches we get to go have baking dates like this is like this is like the time of my life like I'm all for it so better don't be scared of getting older it's better it is and it's um I just feel like I'm learning so much more as I get older and in a good way and in a positive way so yeah um but yeah thank you again it was it was so good to just dive deep into this aspect because I think that is so important is the getting comfortable with ourselves and that's Mm -hmm. so huge that I feel like when I talk to some of the younger kids at the gym even it's like it like yeah I joke about being older but it honestly does get better like honestly does get better it really does like it like I joke about like the cracks and the creeks which I do still have but I mean yeah it's but what a privilege to still be able to move a lot of people don't have that and yeah. you know I, th- I think the older I get to the more grateful I am for um you know being able to move in whatever way I can mm-hmm. being able to nourish myself in whatever way I can yeah um really just being grateful for all of that as well well and I even look at like my my boss's mom is like in her I think 80s or 90s and she's still dancing like every night like and then I see like those videos of those like women that are in like their 90s still lifting weights I'm like that's what I want because that is so cool like what a goal to achieve like just to keep moving for you right yeah yeah but yeah well, thank you again. I'll, we'll have to um, we'll have to find a time to get together because it's been a sure. it's been too long. So I agree. All right. All right, dearie. Bye. Bye. Bye.